Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM, heard in Western Suffolk on 96.9 FM. I'm Michael Mackey. Republican state legislators yesterday criticized New York Governor Kathy Hochul's proposal to end a guarantee that no school district can receive less state aid than it did the previous year, a debate that is shaping up to be one of the top issues in Albany this year. Yancey Roy reports on Newsday.com that Hochul, a Democrat, has proposed ending the hold harmless policy for school funding, citing declining enrollments in many districts over the last decade. She also noted that during her tenure, she steered record school aid increases, especially foundation aid, the primary category of education funding for all schools statewide. Adjusting state aid formulas accordingly would mean less state assistance for 337 of the state's 700-plus school districts, including 44 on Long Island, many on the East End, receiving less school aid next term than the one previous. It's a proposal that's generated strong opposition from Democratic and Republican legislators and triggered suggestions it's meant to be a bargaining chip in budget negotiations during what is an election year for state legislators. A group of Republicans rallied at the state capitol on Monday to denounce the proposal. They contended that even if some district enrollments haven't grown, the demand for school services has. If hold harmless is eliminated, districts might lay off teachers and support staff, they said. The Hampton Bay St. Patrick's Day Parade will not be held this year due to a shortage of volunteers, organizers said yesterday. John Asbury reports on Newsday.com that the parade, which has been held by the Hampton Bay's Ancient Order of Hibernians for the past 18 years, was postponed until next year, after organizers said they did not have enough active members to help plan the event. Members of the Hibernians had already raised the $40,000 needed to hold the parade, but several deaths in recent months of past members have left the committee that plans the parade down to five active members, said Hampton Bay's Hibernians past president, Bob Bowden. It's disappointing, but we don't want to put on a haphazard event, Bowden said. We have to get pipe bands lined up and commitments to floats. It takes a lot of work knocking on doors, and it's not easily done with just a few people. While organizers said the planned March 23rd parade this year was postponed, they announced they still wanted to hold the March 22nd, 2025 parade as scheduled. We understand that so many people look forward to the Hampton Bays Parade, and we apologize to everyone in the community for this unforeseen circumstance. New Yorkers, get ready. There's less than 100 days to go until the first total solar eclipse to encompass the state in nearly a century will pass over 29 counties April 8th. Although Long Island is not in the path of totality, viewers in Nassau and Suffolk can still expect to see 88% of the sun eclipse by the moon. Brian Letter reports on Newsday.com that the total eclipse will encompass the western and northern parts of New York State on the afternoon of April 8th, according to officials with the moon passing between the Earth and sun. The eclipse should occur between 3.15 and 3.30 p.m. on April 8th. 
Riverhead School faculty, parents, and administrators are split on whether the Board of Education should change the policy that weighs a high school student's New York State Regents examination score as a fifth of their final course average. Alec Lewis reports on RiverheadLocal.com that some parents and school board members have been pushing for the district to institute a permanent do-no-harm policy, which would only weigh Regents' exam results if the score improves that student's grade. The current policy weighs a student's Regents' exam score in required courses as 20% of their final course average, although the policy was temporarily suspended and replaced with the do-no-harm policy during the last two school years. Advocates of the policy argue that the Regents' exams, which students are required to pass to earn their diploma, should not be able to harm a student's grade point average for a course. The performance of a student on one lengthy test, which a student could perform poorly on due to factors outside of the classroom, should not count the same as a quarter of the school year, they said. But some Riverhead teachers say do no harm is a misnomer. The policy would actually harm certain students, disrupting the class ranking system currently in place and decreasing the importance of the exams and what they reveal. Standardized testing has long been an issue in Riverhead and across Long Island. For the last decade, local students and parents have embraced the national opt-out movement, which caused a large number of students to boycott standardized testing for grades 3 through 8. Sater Farms, one of Long Island's best-known produce brands, plans to close its processing and distribution facility in Calverton by the spring, a victim of rising costs. Paulette Sater, co-founder and farmer, said the closure by April 30th will have little other impact on the company's highly recognized leafy green business. The company is using an out-of-state facility to pack and distribute greens, which have been grown on around 200 acres of owned and leased land on Long Island, primarily the North Fork. The company owns an 18-acre farm in Kutchog. Winter growing is done in warmer climates by grower friends out of state, Sater said. Mark Harrington reports on Newsday.com that the closure will impact around 40 workers, according to a filing with the New York State Department of Labor. Sater said the company is working with employees to help place them at other farm facilities. Produce News in June reported Sater was winding down farm operations in 2023 after attempting unsuccessfully to sell the operation. Yesterday, Sater pointed to the difficulty in finding leased land to farm but said the Sater brand will continue and be packed elsewhere. Three bulls are set to be transferred off a Riverhead property today, joining nearly 100 other animals rescued from the vacant ranch since a man was arrested after killing a dog there. John Asbury reports on Newsday.com that 10 piglets, 50 chickens and roosters, 3 cows, goats, sheep and a bunny have already been rescued from the property. Humane Long Island's president and executive director, John Leonardo described the location as an unlicensed slaughterhouse. The bulls, named Artie, Robert, and Steve, will be transferred today to the Tamerlane Sanctuary and Preserve in Montague Township, New Jersey. The animals were discovered on the property after one-year-old German Shepherd was taken to a vet last week. 
at least two dozen applications for cannabis licenses for would-be Town of Southampton retail cannabis dispensaries have been filed with the New York State Office of Cannabis Management, known as OCM. Tom Gogola reports on 27East.com that the OCM began sending notifications of the applications to the Southampton Town Board in October when the licensing process opened for adult-use cannabis licenses for cultivating, processing, and distributing cannabis, along with licenses for cannabis micro-businesses and retail dispensaries. The applications identify 15 locations that presumably meet the town's highway business zoning criteria for retail dispensaries, and according to a review of the numerous limited liability companies and their addresses that were forwarded to the Southampton Town Board by the OCM, there are two applications in Bridgehampton, five in Watermill, three in Southampton, four in Hampton Bays, and one in West Hampton. Those locations may, however, be placeholders for applicants who don't need to have a lease or own a prospective building in order to apply for or attain the license. Successful applicants would have up to a year to identify and occupy a location before a provisional license would be revoked. Greg Connor, who has applied for a retail dispensary license under the Social and Economic Equity Program via his wife at the site of the Carvel in Bridgehampton, which is owned by the Carnot Development Corporation, is the only applicant so far to be have submitted a submission to the town. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.